Welcome back to the Igniting Dreams Within podcast, where we solve life and business problems that transform businesses and individuals into happier and fulfilled ones. On this episode, we are talking about the frustrations in the pursuit of purpose. It's very tempting to think that after you and I have discovered our purpose, everything will be smooth sailing. It's very tempting for you and I to think that immediately after we know our vision or after we've turned our purpose into dreams, chunks and goals that are achievable, it will be smooth sailing. But oh, my friend, it's not that easy. It is simple, but it is not easy. I remember a time where there were some frustrations in my life that were regarded to my purpose. I wanted, I, I, I didn't know that, I, I thought that this was going to be easy. I thought that my life will align or the stars will align immediately after I've discovered my purpose. I thought that I would get funding for whatever dream it is that I have because I discovered my purpose. I thought that my friends would support me because I've discovered my purpose. I thought that the money that I need for projects will somehow magically appear because I've discovered my purpose. I don't know if it was the confusion between religion and religious indoctrination, or was it just that I, I had some unrealistic expectations? You know, when you when you are taught uh, from my background, in the religious background, you are taught that because everything that I might have, or any plan that I might have, if it's not in line with God's purpose, it will not prevail. But we are forgetting the other part that says that everything, everything works out for my good. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And many a time we tend to think that whatever it is that's negative or whatever it is that we are not expecting it to be part of the journey of purpose in our lives, we tend to want to associate that with demonic attacks or that with evil or with the devil himself. But there is a part where God says everything, whether you're losing your business, whether you're losing your family, whether you're losing yourself and your sanity, all those things, they work together for your good. Ah, I love this. And one of the key challenges that I realized that causes or it's, it's, it's one of the main causes that causes us frustrations as we are pursuing our life's purpose. Number one, that is insecurities. You know, we all have got insecurities. And there's an episode I did previously called Doing Deep Inner Work that I did with Mami, I mean, that I did with Rebecca Parler. And on that episode, on that, yes, on that episode, we are talking about doing deep inner work on yourself so that whatever dream it is that you are pursuing or you desire to pursue, you'll be able to pursue it because you've done the work necessary for you to achieve and fulfill that last purpose that you've got. Now, on this episode, I want us to go deeper into that and go to the source of it all. And that is our insecurities. 
for the insecurities. There's an African proverb that says that if there's no enemy within or the enemy outside will do you and I no harm. And the, the first type of insecurities that I want us to deal with is the, the insecurity coming or related to our families or relationships that we have with our own parents. You know, it's been said that the first, the first seven to eight years of a child's life and, and the ideals or the beliefs that they have are coming from their own parents. We don't learn by listening to what our parents say, but we learn from what our parents do or what we observe them doing. And some of the insecurities that show up in our own lives can be traced back to our parents. Oh, wishing that your father would tell you, I love you, my son. Wishing that your father would tell you that I'm proud of you, my son. And, and not getting that. Now you realize that now you are pursuing purpose or you are pursuing own life's dreams and you are getting people from all over the country, all over the world telling you how much they love you and how much they are proud of you. And because you never got that from your father or you never got that from your mother, you don't even believe it. You don't even believe it because, because you never had that. You never heard your father say that I love you. When someone else said that, oh, you're producing great business products. Oh, we love your product. You don't even believe them because the love that you crave is from a father. Or the love that you crave is from a mother. Oh, most of the problems, one psychologist, Marisa Pierre, discovered that one of the greatest tragedies or one of the greatest problems that majority of people are dealing with or her clients was the fact that they felt deep within themselves that they were not enough. Feeling that I'm not enough. I'm, you've, you've got a spouse who loves you very much, but yet you still think that you're not enough. Why? Because you never, your father or your mother, never gave you that sense of feeling that you were enough for them. Maybe you grew up like me. We were constantly compared with our children. You know, black parents or our parents would think that comparing you to other children would be motivational, but it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not motivational. Sometimes it's even damaging. You find that the children grow up with resentment to their parents because the parents, when they were trying to motivate them by showing them or trying to share with them what their peers were doing, that did not translate well. To the child, it translates as that you are not good enough for me. Look at so-and-so. Ah, I am proud of that person. Or look at so-and-so. is achieving one, two, three, four, five. And then when you as a child look back on your own life, you realize that, no, those are the things that I, I desire to achieve. And maybe I'm not achieving them. You find that maybe you are having challenges academically and when they say that look at so-and-so has graduated, look at so-and-so has achieved one, two, three, four, five, to you it translates as if you are not good enough because after that, even after you've passed, they won't come back to you and say that, oh, my son or my daughter, I'm very proud of you and the achievement or the academic achievements you've achieved. Oh, feelings of not being enough and wishing and wishing that one day 
Your mother or your father would come to you and say, Oh, my son, I'm very proud of you and the work that you are doing. Or my son or my daughter, I love you very much. Oh, the insecurity behind the craving of your parents' acceptance, the craving of your parents' love. Oh, sometimes you even find that we are going, when because you lack that love and approval from a mother or a father, you'd go on to seek it in other places. Places like relationships, you'll find that no matter how much you tell a person you love them, no matter how much you tell them how proud you are of them, they still won't believe you because it's not your problem, but it's the father, the insecurities around the father and the mother's love and acceptance of their own child. You find that no matter what you do, it doesn't matter how good, how great, or to what lengths you go, the fact that they never had that love from their own mothers and fathers. Oh, they don't believe you when you tell them how you love them. All oh, the insecurities coming from seeking love and approval from a mother or a father. Oh, it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. And I remember back in my life when that insecurity dominated me. Oh, I remember the pain. And when you, when you are looking at your, your, your father who's very sick and it's got a chronic illness and you don't know because doctors are giving you this report today to know they are giving you that report and you see the conditioning worsening. I remember asking myself, would I be comfortable if maybe one day, maybe I don't know when I'm speaking somewhere, I'm out of the province and I'm speaking maybe in Cape Town or I've flown overseas, I'm speaking in America or I'm speaking in Dubai and I get the call that your father has passed on and reflecting on them, trying to assimilate, trying to comprehend what, how would I be able to handle that situation? And I realized that one of the dominating thoughts in my life, or one of the regrets that I would have, was that I held the grudge that I never heard my father tell me that I'm proud of you, or hear my father tell me that I love you, my son. Because all I heard all my life coming from his mouth was that, so-and-so has achieved this and that, so-and-so has achieved this and that, and, and I never felt the love from coming from him. It was always comparison. It was always comparison. And I felt as if whatever it is that I'm doing, it was never enough. Whether I was achieving academically, whether I was writing books and all those things, I never heard that from him. But one day I got to a point where I said, even if you pass this all, even if you never told me this, but I know deep down he was proud of me or he's proud of me because I see it when I tell him I want to do this and that. And one, one thing that I also noticed about black parents is that their interpretation of love or their interpretation of support is when they give you money. They tend to think that when I give you or when I buy you things, it is because in their minds they are saying, I'm doing this for you because I love you. Or I'm doing this because I'm proud of what it is that you're doing. So I want to find the dreams you have. I want to find the goals you have. I want to find 
the purpose that you say you have. And looking at it from a child's perspective, it's very tempting to think that because they never expressed it. And I realized that they can't, or our parents can't give us what they never got. I don't, my, you know, my father, my father grew up without a father. It's been said that when he told me this story, he said that when he was young, his father, our grandfather, ran away with another young woman and he ran to, I don't remember, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's, if I still remember correctly, if it's Lesotho or Botswana. But he ran away with a younger one and he left them and they were still very young. So he grew up without a father. He has no model of what a father is and what a father should be like. He was unfathered. And it would be really unrealistic from my part to expect someone who never had a father or someone who was never taught how to be a real father by his own father. It would be unrealistic for me to think that he would give me what he never had. Maybe it's you also. You are feeling the insecurity of thinking that he, your own mother or father is not proud of you or that your own mother or father doesn't love you. But the reality of the matter is that they can't give you what they don't have. If they never had their own father, look at them in the eyes and say, My son, I love you very much and I'm proud of you. The odds are that he doesn't know that, he's never experienced that, and what it does to your soul when you hear your father or your mother tells you that I love you and I'm proud of you because they don't have that experience. They don't know what it does to your spirit or what it does to your confidence or your dreams. So they can't give it to you because they themselves, they've never had it or they've never had it in their own lives. Now, what interpretations or what meanings are you giving the situation that your father hasn't told you as yet that he loves? What interpretation, what meaning are you giving that? Are you going to look at it from a negative perspective and think that he doesn't even love you, even though he's never told you that? Or are you going to look at this situation maturely and say, and ask yourself, does he have, did he have a father figure in his life that he learned this? And if the answer is no, then maybe, maybe, maybe he never, he doesn't know what telling you that he loves you or he's proud of you does to your soul. Maybe it's for, from your mother. You've never heard her tell you that she loves you or she's proud of you. But if she's never heard that herself, the odds are that she won't know what it does to you and your soul and the dreams, the purposes that you have. Oh, the frustration of seeking for validation, approval. And love from a father figure or a mother figure. Oh, my friend, we've all been there. But whatever the frustration you might have with the lack therein, try to look at it from another perspective. Is it that he never told you or she has never told you that because she doesn't know or she doesn't know how to express herself or doesn't know the feeling and what it does to you? And maybe, maybe it needs you to be the one to initiate the conversation. Sometimes relationships break not because people don't love each other, 
but because people don't have the audacity or the courage to sit down and confront issues together. Maybe it's time for you and I to sit down with our parents, to sit down with our mothers and our fathers and ask them, Mother, Dad, I've never heard you tell me that you love me or that you are proud of me, but all throughout my life I heard you tell me that you are proud of this and that achievement, or because you have this career, you told me that you are proud of this person and that person because you taught them when you were at school or when you are a teacher or when they were in primary. Is it because you don't love me? And you'll be shocked and surprised to realize that, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. It's just an insecurity funded on misinformation. Oh, the next insecurities. Oh, the insecurities of who you are, who you think you are, and who other people expect you to be. Oh, sometimes it's not that we don't dream big, but because we've taken other people's dreams and made it our own. You find that you don't even think that you are worthy of becoming an engineer, not because you don't want to be an engineer, but because maybe you seeking that love and approval from your father or your mother. You heard them all their lives praising engineering or praising medicine or praising law or praising business. And now you want to go into business. You want to go into law. You want to go into engineering. You want to go into economics. Or you want to go into medicine because you think that when you do that, Oh, you'd finally get the approval. Oh, sometimes, sometimes we just children, we tend to even go to the extreme thinking that if we do some of the weird and the worst things, then we'll finally get the approval and the love of our parents. And I remember when I was doing my research, I discovered that one of the, one of the top reasons most young people commit suicide or attempt to commit suicide. It's not because they want to die, but rather because they want the love and approval of their family and loved ones. You find that the young person attempted suicide, and now because now they are in hospital and they, they nearly died, or they had a shock of their lives, they almost died. Now they are in hospital. Maybe they cut their wrist thinking that I would kill myself. But now they are in hospital because now in that moment, in the scale of death, the parents are there. They tell you how much they love you, thinking that you could die. You end up feeling so good and you get addicted to that to an extent that you even find that the young people are always threatening suicide, not because they want to die, but because they are seeking the love and the approval from their parents. Sometimes a lot of people... You even get addicted to this because at that moment, they show you love. They come to the hospital with flowers, with cards, expressing how much they love you. And you're not realizing that they are getting you addicted. They are getting you addicted to that. You'll always find that they will tell you that this child or this, or this young person or this or even older people, they are always threatening suicide or they are on suicide watch. What you don't know is that deep down, it's not the suicide that they are addicted to. No, 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 no. It's the love and the connection 
Oh, and those moments when we are together as a family supporting them, telling them how much we love them, that they feel, they finally get that feeling that they've been looking for all their lives. Oh, what, what dreams do you have for your own self? Not the ones that you think that they would be proud of you for pursuing. Uh-uh, what are your own dreams? Who do you want to become? Or who do you dream of becoming? Oh, do you want to be a lawyer? Or being a lawyer is your father's dream or it's your attempt to get your father or your mother's approval? Do you want to be an engineer? Because you love engineering and whatever venture, whatever branch of engineering it is, or you want to go to engineering because you are seeking the love and approval of your mother or your father. Oh, are those dreams, is the dreams, oh, you're pursuing your own. Or are those your teachers' dreams? Sometimes because we never had father or mother figures. You find that the closest, the closest mother or father figure is a teacher or a pastor or a community leader. And we tend to adopt their dreams, not our own dreams, but their dreams, so that we would finally get the love and approval that we seek and desire. Oh, what dreams do you have? Are the dreams that you have your own dreams? Or are the dreams that you are pursuing and attempt to get the approval and validation of your parents or your family figure or a role model figure or a father figure that you admire so much? Oh, the insecurity of feeling unloved and not hearing your mother or father tell you that they are proud of you. Oh, it's very painful. Nothing is as painful as hearing your father or a mother telling you how much they are proud of someone. Or they are proud of whoever has achieved one, two, three, four, five. Oh, but you as their child, you've never heard them say that about you and what you are doing with the dreams that you are pursuing. Oh, it's very painful. But have perspective. In the last episode, we spoke about perspective. Having the right perspective in the pursuit or when you're going through tough times, when you're going through pains and suffering in your life. Oh, another insecurity is the insecurity of how other people see us. Oh, we are seeking the approval of strangers because we are not getting that approval and love from our own. Oh, this is expressed too much. Oh, this is expressed so many times on social media. And I've seen this many times. I remember one girl I had a crush on when we were growing up. And I was shocked one day on a Facebook page or on a Facebook profile. She posted nudes and I was shocked. But it turns out that at that time she needed a father figure or she needed a mother figure. And because she never got that love and approval from a mother figure or a father figure, she went on to strangers on social media seeking that love and approval. Oh, we sometimes even get addicted to likes and comments on social media, thinking that the likes mean that they approve of us or that they love us. 
but in reality, sometimes I even call it pity likes. Where people would give you likes not because they like what it is that you are doing or the content that you are producing, but because they think that you would think that they don't notice you. And tomorrow, even if you ask them, or they would even ask you a question that you answered in your post, but because you are so addicted to the love and approval of strangers on social media, you don't even realize that, ah, now... I'm, I'm taking this too far. All oh, the insecurity of not being loved and approved by your own parents that you go and seek it elsewhere. Oh, my friend. I don't know if, I'm, if it was Les Brown or whoever, but he said that when you have got problems and you share them with us on social media, 80% of us don't care. And 20% of us are glad that it's you with the problems and not ourselves. Oh, don't seek, don't get addicted to seeking the love and approval of strangers in an attempt to fill the void that you have of lacking the love and the approval from your own parents. It's time to have the conversation with your mother. It's time to have the conversation with your father and get to the root or the heart of the matter and say, ah, Daddy, mommy, I never heard you say that you love me. Or I never heard you say that you are proud of me. What, why, why haven't I heard you say this? And oh God, you will realize that sometimes it's not that they don't love you or they aren't proud of you, but it's the fact that they, know, they don't have the experience of what that does to you or how it energizes your soul or how it empowers and encourages you on the pursuit of your own dreams, on the pursuit towards the fulfillment of your purpose. And the last one, oh, the insecurity of self-destructive behavior or choices that you've made in your own life. Sometimes you're not sure if whatever choice it is that we made is the right one. And sometimes we might punish ourselves or we find ourselves in slums because later on we discover that no, that choice shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that choice. But now because you've made that choice and you've spent a lot of resources, you are afraid to go back and to change. And many a time I see this when I'm doing couples coaching. When someone comes to me and says that my relationship is not going the way I thought that it should be going, can you come and talk to me and my partner? And you realize that, no, 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 no. The heart of the matter is that, oh, the person that they are with is not the person that they wanted to be with. And now because they have settled tomorrow, they are still regretting, wishing that the first choice that they had, they would have gotten them. Oh, the frustrations of choices that you've made that you regret sometimes. It's not the choices that we make that destroy us, but it's the meanings and the interpretations and the identity we derive from the choices that we've made. And I've spoken deeply about this, the power of identity in the previous episodes. Please go back and check those episodes where I go deeper and deeper into this matter of identity and meanings towards events in our own lives. My friend, this has been the Igniting Dreams Within Podcast.
where we solve life and business problems that transform businesses and individuals into happier and fulfilled ones. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are saying, Mr. Mongula, I don't know how to deal with my frustrations and I don't know how to deal with my insecurities. Can you please come and coach me? Help me to heal from these insecurities. Help me find the purpose in my pain. Oh, I am your purpose and healing coach. And I can help you. I can coach you and help you get out of that slump that you are in emotionally. Oh, I am your purpose and your healing coach. And I'm equipped to help you make the necessary transformations you want to make in your own lives. And in my coaching, I will help you heal from your pain or your insecurities. Or if you are saying that, Mr. Ambler, what else or what other resources can I use to help me deal with my own frustrations and insecurities in the pursuit of my life's purpose? Oh, my book has got all the answers that you need. My book titled, There Are No Secrets to Success. And in that book, I share with you, oh, how do you deal with purpose or how do you pursue purpose? And the questions that you need to ask yourself as you are pursuing your own life's purpose. Thank you for tuning in, my friend. I will see you on the next episode of the Igniting Dreams Within podcast. I am your host. Ebenezer Marble, and I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in.